With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now you can get it yourself. Aren't you worried? I'm just gonna... I'm not worried. Welcome to Fear Me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 108. Nice. How about that? How are you doing, Scott? I'm lovely. How are you, Kim? Fantastic. Ready to talk about the craziness from this episode. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Big doings. Big doings. Crazy Mm. ending, that's for sure. Yeah, and based on the amount of uh, feedback we're getting from our our listeners, it looks like everybody else was pretty uptight. And Holy cow. Yeah. Twitter blew up after that <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, before we get into all that, what are you drinking, Scott? I am drinking um, a beer from uh, from Charleston, South Carolina. Oh. What? Okay. Yes. We're, we're drinking something from Savannah, so go ahead. Ah, nice. This is from Holy City Brewing in Charleston. It's ah. called the... Overly friendly IPA. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, evidently, they're very open, overly friendly down there, and uh, they want everybody to know about it. So <laughs> they put out this nice little IPA. Um, it's really good. It's very nice, uh, smooth IPA. Um, it's bitter, but but not in a not in a uh, non pleasing way. I, I think it's a good uh, good representation of a nice uh, crisp IPA. You said it was Holy City Brewery. Holy City yeah. Brewery. Yeah, down My in friend's Charleston. son owns that. Are you really? serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Yep. Nice connection. Well, we just we just gave him a plug. <laughs> I'll have to tell them. Definitely, definitely. How about you, I've Kimmy? Like their beers. Kimmy, what are you drinking? So we're drinking something out of Savannah, Georgia, just down the coast from Charleston. It is called Desert Dawn, which is apropos for our what yeah. we're watching. Um, it is from Southbound Brewing Company, and it is a Belgian-style saison brewed with elderberries. Yeah. It is a tart wild berry, dark fruit, and spice. And I have to say, I really like it. Really? Yeah, Yeah. it's not too sweet. It's not and too it's sweet not too with, tart. with fruitiness. I'm not, I'm not is, real big yeah. on the Belgian saisons. But, uh, I'm not either. Yeah. Huh. But that's but a I good like one, huh? I like this one. And you say this is out of Savannah? Yeah. Why did, why did they call it the desert? I have no idea. Desert Dawn? Uh, I guess it, it has something to do with the elderberry, maybe? Oh. I don't know. Seeing is believing when it comes to this bright and juicy brew. Desert Dawn is loaded with tart wild berry, dark fruit flavors, and spice that are just as vibrant as the color of the beer itself. Uh, yeah, that's I, that doesn't answer your question. But. No, it doesn't. But they do name the hops that are in this, which I've never seen that on a beer before, and it says the Magnum. The hops. Ma- Magnum hops. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, going to be a big night tonight with the Magnum hops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're right. One of our listeners came down on us because we don't ask our listeners what they drink. Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. So I suggested to him that maybe we start a new segment where people could call in. <clears throat> you can record record your voice on the recording device part of your phone, and email it to us, and then we can play them. Mm-hmm. On the podcast, we could so, do. So, this was Mark Lavarnway who also did our music for mm. us. Okay. So I just want to read to you what he said about his beer. Well, I thought Mark didn't drink beer, and then what he said before. 
Mm. I thought he was a whiskey drinker, yeah, he's but saying, he's drinking right, beer Mark. this time. All right, Mark. Um, hey, you guys, no, you never asked your listeners what we're drinking, so here goes. I'm in the beautiful state of Arkansas this week. He's normally in Texas. And I'm drinking a lovely bear beverage called the Red-Headed Double-Breasted Bed Thrasher. That's Whoa. a mouthful. Brewed by Uncle Daddy Brewery in Heart Sp- Hot Springs. Pungent nice. yet putrid. <laughs> what? <laughs> the tagline on the can says it's so good you'll use any excuse to sneak away for a sip such as, quote, Get off me, Daddy. You're crushing my cigarettes. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Horrible, Mark. Horrible. That is awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the so, input, Mark. That's the first of our listener feedback for our beer. So I am. If you I, want to tell us what you're drinking, I can you tell can you write. what. Mark set the bar pretty high on that one. Uh, yeah, good luck, folks. Lord. Wow. <laughs> you're smashing my cigarettes. <laughs> oh, that's just. That's just so uh, Jared from uh, Subway. Um, anyway. <laughs> We've been talking about Jared a lot lately. It makes me nervous. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> we are going to be talking about Fear of the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 3, Good Out Here. Stu, why don't you take us out? What did you think of the episode? Well, that was unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I actually enjoyed um, the finally finally seeing the scene with Morgan and Nick where he trips him up when Nick tries to go right. for the knife. I thought that was like, I mean, obviously they played it over and over and over again. You 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 saw it set up when they're down by the big truck, and it was it was cool to finally see it happen. But and, and also in wow. the previous in the previous they also had silly music with it, which made it kind of even yeah. funnier. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. But wow, what an ending. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got a lot to dissect on that one. Um, so <laughs> that kind of that take. No, that's that would be probably my my most of my focus goes towards the end of that episode right there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Kimmy, what'd you think? It's a bit of a shocker. I'm how, I'm still how were not... you when you stopped crying? Oh, I did not cry at all. That's what I was getting ready to say is I'm still not really vested in these characters except really? Morgan. So it didn't really bother me that much that he died, but it's still a shocker. And I don't know how they're going to proceed from here since he's like one of the main characters and yeah, yeah. pretty much the draw to the show for the first two seasons. I mean, let's be honest, he and Strand are probably the only reasons why we stayed with it. Thank God they have changed the writing process around. So it's all, you know, it's all good. It can hold its own now, but, um, but I am curious about that. I'm also, I also think it's interesting that both the walking dead and fear now have used flowers as a way to bring us into a death scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had both of our lead characters lose their sons in the past series, uh, seasons. That's true. So lots of parallels. And that Charlie bitch, good God. Somebody needs to take her out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chase I don't care down. if she is 10. Yeah, that was a killer. <laughs> Chase her down completely. Yeah, she is a killer. Yeah, yeah, a little, so, little killer. What did you think? Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, I, I'm much more invested in the Nick character than you are, evidently. I thought it was a very bittersweet episode. I mean, I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic to finally get Morgan and Nick together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed that hell out of those scenes. I thought it was great. And I really, really, really wanted to see more of that going forward. And unfortunately, we've seen the end of Nick and, and uh, Morgan. Yeah, so. it's, it, that, that part is definitely disappointing. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to see that he's gone, I think... Um, I wanted to know, see uh, the both of them working through their problems together. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, a big loss. Yeah, I think that's, that is a, it's a huge hole in the story. But, you know, we said that, um, you know, we said that we could watch a show that was just John and Alan and Morgan in that truck. Well, we may end up mm-hmm. doing that. It's getting yeah. close yeah. to it. Um, I, yeah. th- I think we also probably feel that... Uh, that uh, Madison's gone too. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. Yeah, yeah I, well, you know, I, I wonder about that because of how they set they set it up almost that that Matt Maddie was gone, 
Mm-hmm. And then he, Nick gets killed. And I'm just wondering if that whole setup of her being gone was actually just set up of him going away. No, I think she, I think she's gone. I mean, I think, think the, so? his, the melancholy way he dealt with the flowers when he was seeing them and yeah. the absolute fury he dealt with with dealing with Ennis um, yeah. of the vultures tells me, yep. yeah. his And the way he kept always reflecting back to moments with his mom. And the way his his yeah. sister lost it when he died, too. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it spells uh, good things for Madison at all. No, it do, It really does. I mean, they definitely set it up for the fact that she is gone. I agree with you, but <laughs> what if she's not? Yeah, but see, that's what I was going to say, Stu, because the thing, that's the other thing, too, for me, is Nick has separated from them before, and mm-hmm. I've never seen Nick acting the way he's acting about being separated from Madison this time. So this isn't just a separation from her. This is like a no going back type deal with the way he's he was dealing with his with Madison's memories. But let's also remember that he is still going through that PTSD probably mm, from the Don't you whole, think this is a um, long way? Thing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, to an extent. So it could be a part of that. But that also means Naomi's no longer in the picture either. But it could be that Naomi and Madison are holed up somewhere. Maybe one of them is injured. Mm-hmm. And they're out searching for food or yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, they could they could be holding them as ransom. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, they that's could be. why. But he would have. He was so maybe pissed he off about it. For his mom, I don't know. I well, I mean, that, that's the weird thing is that you do not hear him anybody mention her. No. At, at you know, in that point. Um, no, I mean, it leads me to think that they all know she's dead. Mm-hmm. That they were yeah. all there, and that's why. Also, that's why Strand is so shook up about this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Strand's not himself right now either. That's true. But the good thing is that, well, well, this is what I'm wondering. Like, this is happening in the now. We still have Nick in the past. Right. So are we still going to see more episodes mm-hmm. with Nick in them? Oh, I think we probably I mean, will through most of the season. Sense. I think we will probably most of the season we'll see more of Nick. Mm-hmm. But, but it's definitely a finite performance. And we've definitely seen the last of Nick and Morgan together. Mm-hmm. I think that if they can pull that off where they show a lot of him in the past... It'll make his death that more bittersweet, you know, once we get through that storyline and figure out mm-hmm. how we got to this point where he died and find out more about the vultures and um, the whereabouts of Madison. It's gonna That might make it more sad. Yeah. Right now, I'm like, eh, sucks, but okay. go well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, to me, it's still, I'm, I, I'm actually, now that we're talking about it a little bit more, I'm... I had thought that, okay, Maddie was gone. And then when Nick died, I was like, oh, well, they can't take both of them away. Do you think they would actually take both of them away in this episode? No one is safe. I don't, you know, Stuart, I don't think that they actually, um, I think the thing with Frank Delane wanting to leave the show caught them off guard a little bit. I think the plan, I think, I do think that they probably were planning on having Madison go. But then when Frank makes his out of the blue decision that he wants to be off the show because they're changing the showrunners and all that kind of stuff that uh, I think they weren't expecting that so they had to find but, a way to write him out but if she goes they they have to they're gonna have to tell us the backstory on that oh would they will oh I'm yeah, 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 yeah I think yeah. that's what we're gonna that's what this season's gonna be about what happened to Madison okay I think that's I think that's gonna be the crux of the season it's gonna so have to do with the vultures dropping breadcrumbs on on mm-hmm whether she's gone or not and that sort of thing yeah i mean i think it'll keep it'll keep you know peppering us with that background story about the vultures and so forth and what goes on there evidently that went very bad <laughs> evidently uh, yeah because uh you know they're you know i thought it was interesting because you know when they ran into um alan and the group there they were talking about wanting to know where the flag came from but it's not just that they want to track the vultures down Right, mm-hmm. you know, which I was wondering, why do they? Yeah, why do they want to track him down? Because they want to kill other him. Other than the fact, yeah, other than the fact that they left, right? Yeah, they left where they are at this moment. They'd right. have to. Yeah, whatever the vultures did, waiting them out or whatever. I, I'm, I'm assuming destroyed their community, and and they want revenge, and because uh, you can definitely tell, um, uh, uh, Strand is driven towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're still communicating with their community. Which is why Charlie has the um, walkie-talkie. 
And she's staying one step ahead of them, right? Yeah, but that's in the past. That was in the past. Oh, that's true. That is in the past. past. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. When they go and and find the don't know. I don't know if their community is around anymore. I doubt it. Yeah, I I think the way that they're they're kind of living on the run and all dirty and stuff like that means that, you know, at at best, maybe the community's still there, but they can't get to it. But at worst, the community's gone. And I'm I'm leaning more towards the community being gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Same. I think little Charlie put her little claws into everything and just totally undermined that whole thing they had built up, the network they had built up, and did the evil bidding of Enos Ennis, whatever his name is. Right. Yeah, it's got to be Enos. I Enos mean, that, the that, penis. Yeah, that, well, that re- reminds me of Dukes of Hazard. There was Enos, right? Yes. And yes, Cletus. So. Yeah, so, I mean, you Roscoe can't be, be Ennis. Really? It's Enos. <laughs> we'll go with Enos. It's Ennis, yeah. but we'll go yeah, with Enos. If you're in the South, it's Enos. Yeah, especially, I mean, uh, Ennis, I mean, it sounds like maybe he's, I don't know, less negative, more intellectual, something like that. Enos, you know the guy's an idiot. Yeah, Enos is working on your car. Yeah. If your name is Enos, I am very sorry. Mm-hmm. And we will, from uh, now on, you know we what? will call you Ennis. Yeah, <laughs> we'll call you Ennis, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> If your name is Enos, I'm f- sorry for you for many more reasons. <laughs> exactly. Hey, do you get a, do you get a free bowl of soup with that name? Da-da-da. I'm sure. He, I'm sure you had a hard high school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. We digress. Wow, we just we just lost a listener named Enos. <laughs> but I, I mean, okay. So when going back to where you say, okay, well that was in the past. It didn't feel like it was that far in the past to me. No, and I don't like, think it is. Okay. I, I agree they, with they, you. They, they, this guy's still going around, and it was El Camino, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, like, driving around everywhere, and, and yep. it seemed like these experiences were happening it just was, it's in a, It's enough in the past, though, that, that Ennis was really surprised to see Nick. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. That's when, true. When he was unloading that stuff into that, that storage facility he had going on there, he was shocked to see Nick. So it had been and a while. Madison was there to hold him back when Charlie was there mm-hmm. at that, that original right. confrontation. Right, right. So And this time Morgan um, was until Morgan said, eh, never mind. I don't know, man. I, I really, I'm still having a hard time thinking that Madison's dead. I really, I don't know. Or the community's gone. I really, I, I don't know. I'm not letting go of that yet. All right. All right. And I might be completely wrong. Stuart, just... Stuart's windmill. Well, like I said before, they could just be the scavenger party that's going out to to look for stuff since all of their supplies have been yeah, pilfered. I mean, that's what I felt like it was. That's what they were saying. They were up. looking rough, though. I mean, let me tell you something. One of the notes I wrote when I was watching the show is um, um, Alicia's makeup it, when Nick died was fantastic i mean the the special effects she looked like hell i mean really oh my god go back and watch it she she was incredibly pale and gray her lips were that was all lighting that that seemed like it was all lighting that that was like the yellow filter i feel like no go back and look at it i mean they did a fantastic job of show of making her look so stressed out it kind of reminded me of um tom hanks in uh saving private ryan on the yeah. beach scenes, you know, how they did such a great job paling him out and so forth. I think they did an excellent job of that. But my point being, though, is that they're in rough shape. Yeah. They're in rough shape. She, she Strand, looks rough. Strand didn't look like he was in rough shape at all. That His guy's always longer. put together. I don't think Strand ever lets himself look like he's that yeah. far along. But but definitely... He's always got his Gucci on. But def- <laughs> definitely Lucy, Luciana and, and um, Alicia look really rough. So I think they're they're living off the ground right now. I wonder how long it's going to take for us to figure all that out. Uh, end of the season. When the when the show opens and Althea and all of them start getting into the fight, what the hell? Like, even that scene I thought was uh, not very believable. I mean, do you understand? Like when she's in the truck and she's like, "Well, I'm going to get free." And yeah, she was being a little bitch first of yeah, all. Yeah, she well, she. I mean, actually, I thought that was kind of cool. Where she was like, "How many times do you think I've been tied up with yeah, zip ties?" Zip ties. And she gets and she gets out of it. Right. What is that about? What do you mean? What is that about? How often has she been tied up by zip ties, and why? What she's, she's saying is she, all the time. Yeah, she's saying this is this is not my first rodeo. Um, yeah. I've been you know kidnapped like this before. You think I'm I'm this has not happened to me before? 
Yeah, she has full confidence. She, I mean, she's telling him she she's a badass. Showing it, she has full confidence that she'll get her truck back, and people don't take her truck from her. So she's pissed. Even if she's not getting out of it, she's just pissed, and she's showing how confident that she's going to win. I mean, you've seen that before many times. I mean, yeah. she, this this is this is a girl that can take care of herself. I mean, when she was, yep. you know, when Alicia was trying to hook up that van, and Al was up on the hill picking off the um, walkers with her rifle, she was getting them every time. She knows how to shoot. She was, she was yep. close to Alicia. I think, I think yeah. at one point uh, Lucy even says that too. Yeah, she, she she does. She says she, she knows her shit. Yep. But her shit isn't the truth. Yeah, she said. But she does. Yeah, her shit isn't the truth. But nonetheless, she she knows how to take care of herself, and we know Luciana knows how to take care of herself. So they mm-hmm. they recognize kindred spirits in that. Um, yeah. And I, you know, that I think I, you know I I thought she reacted how I would expect her to react. I mean, a chick driving around in the countryside by herself in this monster truck with with machine guns and stuff like that. I mean, this is no wilting daisy here. No, she's set (laughs) up as like the war correspondent. I mean, like that's like that's her background, you know. Okay, yeah. She's. I'll give you that. Yeah, she's dealt with some some rough situations and she knows how to get out of it, but it doesn't change her focus on what she's trying to get, which is the story Mm -hmm. or. You know where where these people are coming from. Everybody's story. And as tough and as badass as she is, and as much as she can get herself out of a situation, she's also willing to allow other people to or to, to allow herself to be associated with other people. Because you know she she knows, but as much as they were all tied them up and stuff like that, they wasn't like they were really just holding them prisoner there. They were gonna let them out of there. I mean, she she cut them cut their bonds off of there really fast. Yeah, I, I had to think though that the uh, they they showed when Nick was fighting, which I thought, oh, what a <laughs> terrible, like ridiculous thing where he f- runs into the guy drive or the person driving the truck and then they wreck and whatever. Right. But during that, he knocks the lock off of where she's yeah. holding her videotapes. You're right. And they make a big point of it. Yeah. And then when she finally gets back into her truck, that's like her main focus is. Or my tapes all there. Yeah, her yeah. safe. And nothing's gone. Nothing is gone. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, she so. gets it, but it no. but it clues you into that there's something particularly powerful for her with those tapes and something yeah. about the bog. Um, personally, right. I think That's it's true. Personally, true. I think it's a B movie that she made. And yeah. She wants to get it published, but whatever. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. You're willing, I, you're willing to back that, right, Scott? <laughs> I commend her for wanting to save history like that, for understanding that the story is so important to the future of mankind mm-hmm. and civilization. But it's a little selfish of her, too, at the same time. In what way? It's, it's a personal thing to her. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. There's something, there's something out there. We don't, I, you know, there's something about her motivations that, that tells us we don't really know entirely what her motivations are. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's something she's, she's hiding. Still, yeah, she's still keeping stuff pretty close to the cuff. Um, and she's really good at it. Yeah. Well, I, I guess with them making that much of a point of it, you know, the lock gets knocked off. She goes off. She's making sure every freaking tape is there. Yeah. You do see the title on one of the cases that's holding some of the tapes. Um, she looks frantic that something is lost. Right. So there's something else there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Which something very important is intriguing. There. Yeah. But maybe she's with the guy that is with Jadis that has the helicopter. She's working for them. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Mind really string it blown. Wow. Mind blown. Mind blown. Could be. Yeah. Could be. It was worth a shot. Well, I mean, you got to think, knowledge is power. There is no, you know, the radios are limited. There's no TV. There's no news. There's no way of getting information out. So, really, everything that she has on those tapes could be valuable. In, in somebody's hands. It seems like they're valuable on a personal level with her, though. Yeah, the way she is, freaked definitely. out about it, uh, it was almost like there was a personal issue there. Um, but if, I mean, if you think about it, if you can build together what all these societies are, there's ways that you can utilize them. I believe, in, though, yeah. Stuart, that all the tapes there were from, from whatever this bog is. Because if you look, at, I saw two of the packages that fell out. One said the bog. The one sheet that they showed real easy to see to the camera said bog 17 to 24 or something like that. Yeah. And another one said bog, and it had a couple other numbers on there. So um, 
seems like they were all from that same series. Hmm. Like day 17 through 24? You're, you're really wanting to know what the bog's all about then. Is what Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Bog it does walkers. seem important. Hey, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what it reminds me of, though, is have you listened to NPR in the morning when they, like, the people can go in the box with their loved one and tell a little bit of their life history to that loved oh, one and yeah. then they interview yep. each other? Mm-hmm. That's no. what it reminded me of. You've never heard of it? It's like Tiny Box series or something like that. No, that's not it. No, it's not called it's Tiny called. Box series. I don't remember what it's At called. all. <laughs> Anyways. Like when you, had your, when you had your Nick in the Box? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Nick, Nick in the Box series, NPR. <laughs> sweaty balls. My sweaty balls. <laughs> Would you like to taste my sweaty balls? Uh, my point being <laughs> that even beyond the Box series. Your point is going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important that she is logging people's stories. Log in a box. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just going to (laughs) stop. I understand what you're saying. And I agree with you totally. I think it's very important. I think it's very cool. And I want to see where that goes. And it'll we'll get to see more of that, I'm sure. And uh, John was also really good in this episode. Um, Yes. he, He certainly can get people to talk to him. Which is kind of cute. I mean, even when he was talking to Luciana, and she, they, they were talking about the fact that um, Nick always says to Alicia, make sure she comes back when talking about Luciana, and and John got her to talk about it, and which yep. I thought was really interesting. Um, always there with the uh, Werther's original. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it's, his whole <laughs> thing was kind of like, well, I, I, what did he say? Something to the effect of, well, I'm going to talk like I would talk to myself. Yeah. You can answer me if you want. And, and she did, of course. He seems like such a sweet man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like the genteel southern guy who just, he's very nice. He's got a badass side to him, too. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. even yeah. when even when uh, Al was talking about, you know, untying them, John, you know, had his rifle on him. He was kind of like, you sure mm-hmm. you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, he's he's not totally trusting. <laughs> Which, okay, I think is a lot better than you guys saying that he was a little bit underdeveloped last time. <laughs> I still think he's a little bit. <laughs> uh, Simple-minded. Uh, no, no, no. He's he's overly polite at points. Um, yes, he may, be, he may be a little bit simple in his worldview to, to people, but he's he's... I think he's sharp. Uh-huh. I think he's pretty sharp as to what the situation is. It's funny, yeah, because I keep be forgetting what his focus is, but he even says it um, when they were talking about getting the van out of the out of the ditch, and he says, "Well, let's get let's make sure we get this done because we need to get back after Laura." So he's still focused. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. So he's still focused yeah. on going after Laura, whoever she is. Uh huh. So, so we'll get to yeah. find out more I still what's think that it's going a gun. on. Could be. The one thing I that really, really made me sad was the ending of Nick and Morgan's relationship and how quickly mm. it went. I I you know, that's to me it was it was so great to have those two characters get together because they're to me they're the psychological focal points of the shows. Mm-hmm. They both got so much going on in their heads, um that um uh, that we've been watching for the last several years that to have them to get together, you almost, you know, you could almost see a uh, possibly a cheesemaker relationship coming <laughs> out there. Um, For sure. With with it going the other way around too, where where Nick is able to reach Morgan and get him out of his his uh, odd worldview. I just would have liked to have seen that explored longer. I could have I could yeah. have watched a good bit of the season with that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, when they that first interaction with them and. Um, you know, Nick starts testing him and Morgan's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not worried and takes him down completely yeah. and then goes up to the road and says, you stay here. Don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But go, and is obviously very slowed down by well, his Well, he's limb. like, you get 15 feet from the, from the truck, any direction. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, but he goes up cause he's going to practice. Right. You know? Yeah. To see and, if he can. and, uh, and then Nick loses it. 
because yeah. he sees the El Camino and, and just completely abandons Morgan. And abandons Morgan. Morgan is down there with the walkers. Nick won't throw him the stick, was which was a which is stupid. Sh- shitty move. Yeah. They wouldn't at least help the guy out. I mean, there was like nothing that's... That would not hurt him to pick the thing up and throw it down to him. I think Nick was just red with rage at that point. He just was not even yeah. focusing on well, stuff. Well, and he just didn't give a shit. He had no empathy. He didn't give a shit about anybody else. It was like, I'm going to go get this guy. I don't care what it takes. Because he, you could see he even thought about it. I mean, he looked mm-hmm. over towards him and kept walking. You know, and, and, and then Morgan shows up, which shows him... The mm-hmm. exact thing that he didn't do, you know, mm-hmm. the thing that he had forgotten to do, which was help someone else. Right. Because Morgan then saves his ass because he saw the blue flowers. It's yeah. like a carryover of uh, Carl again. Yeah. Well, it's also it's also a carryover of, of John. John saving Morgan. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's you know, very true. Because you know, he Mor- went after him for no he, reason. He went after him for no reason, and it got John, it got Morgan to stop. Yep. And stop running away. Yeah. The thing that really pissed me off is when... The horn started going off. You see the button engaged. Yeah. Why could he not simply just turn yeah, the horn off? they not turn that button off? Is there no way to disengage that button? He didn't even look at horn. it. Morgan didn't. He, he was the one who hit it, and he got up to get out of there. He didn't even look over to see it, so I don't think it was an issue. Because once he got out of there, he was dealing with walkers coming up to it. So It was definitely an issue after that, because they were like, yeah, well, we got to wait till the battery goes out. Well, they're, um, they're saying the walkers are coming out of the woods because they hear the horn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no shit. Go turn right. the horn off. Yeah. Yeah. But also, but, you know, hey, it also got them to be isolated away from everything and have their little pharmacy moment. And that conversation, yeah, which was which was actually very interesting, I thought. But I thought the that pivotal moment uh at the end there with um around the time when uh nick killed ennis um was really really fascinating to watch i mean you could see he would you know morgan was reaching nick in some respects and at other times he was losing him i mean i thought it was really fantastic when um after morgan or after uh, nick had killed ennis and morgan confronts him after that and he's trying to Show you know he tells him about the fact that he had lost his family and friends and that's why he lost himself. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to explain to Nick that you know there's a way from coming back or way to come back from that, and and he went you know and he gave Nick the book and I just loved I loved Nick's face he just kind of went too late. Yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah. And he, yeah but Morgan came right back and was like it's never too late because Morgan went through hell and back right yeah. and then he started reaching him. You could see he really started reaching them, and then and I thought it was actually really neat to see they um, they showed that one image of Morgan standing next to the vehicle, and you can hear the the monster truck driving into the area there, and you see Nick in the background actually reading the book, walking mm-hmm. around reading the book and so forth. So you could really see that Nick was actually considering what Morgan was saying, mm-hmm. and um, unfortunately that didn't last very long. But we get, I mean, we get quite the change between last episode and this one. Nick not wanting to come out, and then Nick's coming out, and then he's going through this whole thing, which, like like you said, well, maybe there was something drastic that happened to him, which was Maddie, you know, um, being killed off, possibly. Um, uh, but he, I mean, he goes through a major change and then is dead. Right. And do you think, know, how do you think this is going to affect Morgan? I mean... Here's Morgan, who's feeling like he wanted to reach out to this kid and make a difference. He made a conscious effort for this thing, and it's yet another case of him losing somebody. Well, you could see it in his face when it actually happened, and when the, everybody was mourning over his body. Mm-hmm. His face was really contorted, and um, it's kind of like the kid, Henry. Mm-hmm. He tried to help this kid, and it backfired on him. And so I think Morgan is going to... And this is not the only time, um, but I think Morgan is going to kind of revert again back right. into crazy Morgan. Go back, when in, he go back the, into when, his shell. Yeah, when he yeah. took the staff and threw it on the ground and said, "Screw this shit, I quit." <laughs> uh-huh. I was yeah. like, "Wow, yeah, that's very yeah, telling." He's yeah, he's he's frustrated. That's by an the angry situation. man. Yeah. Where's my turkey pie pie, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, it <laughs> it's very true though. I mean, like. He, I mean, that's the whole thing behind Morgan coming into this series is and leaving the last is that everybody he goes near 
is somehow dies. You know, everybody goes, he does not die. He doesn't die. Everybody else dies. Anytime he tries to get close to anybody, they die. Right. And here's so, another instance where he's trying to avoid these people as much I as he know. can. I hope it doesn't get And he there finally t- reaches out a little <laughs> bit towards someone, and it turns out to be Nick, and then he gets killed. I hope it doesn't go to that. Yeah, because, see, that's the thing I wanted, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see more of Morgan coming out because of Nick and and see that going forward. That's the Morgan I like, that guy. The one who's a little bit, uh, you know, who's more part of a community. Mm-hmm. Not the not the turtle that's out there in the, in the brush by himself. The turtle. Um, I think John is kind of taking that place as well. Not to the same extent that Nick would have, but I think John is also kind of a lost soul that doesn't need help, doesn't need repairing, but he needs a companion. Mm -hmm. And I think Morgan is going to become that guy for him. I think he already has. I think the two of them are going to become what like Morgan and Rick were at the beginning. Unless, unless he re unless he rejects um, John because of what happened with Nick. You know, he's if scared he closes, he's lose him. well, he just closes up to everybody else again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually see that happening, but I think John's going to win him over again because he's got candy. Because of the candy, candy, yeah, yeah, he's got candy. But but John has been alone for the past year, from mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Right. And he never lost his sanity. So how did he not lose his sanity? How well, I think did he, he may have lost his sanity a little bit? He likes mm-hmm. to talk to himself. Fuck, I would too. Uh, I don't really. I talk, talk to, to myself, myself all the time. <laughs> That's why we Stuart's, started the podcast. Stuart's amazed expression just <laughs> says it all. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I, we'll give you a microphone to talk to, Kim. Just, I'm otherwise, people child. are thinking you're weird. I grew up by myself. I had to entertain myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's another thing I don't want to know. Yeah, about. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going into that one. <laughs> not digging that one up. No. Step away, step away from there's nothing to see here. Okay. (laughs) I think on that note, it's time to take a break. (laughs) We'll be back in a minute. All right, everybody, we're back, and we're going to hit with hit or miss. Stu, want to take us out? What's your hit? My my hit is Nick killing Enos. Ennis, mm. whatever you want mm-hmm. to call him. I'm calling him Enos. Let's call him Enos. The, fa- the fact that he finally killed that guy because he bothered the hell out of me. Yeah. The time that he, that he did not do anything to him when uh, Maddie and him got trumped, and, and he was out there stacking up everything from right. the house that they were going to. Yeah, and he's and bragging, then, bragging about the the uh, powdered milk they got and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah, just rubbing it in his face. He's eating whatever the hell cherries or something out of a jar right in front of his face. Ah, like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I guess you you need to get a fast ride like we got. Oh man, that guy would he bothered. He the had crap a, he out of had me. amazing confidence. Yes, he did. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, with he's facing with two people. Yeah, he's facing two people and. Uh, uh, he just didn't seem to be too intimidated by that fact. By the way, did you notice that sparkly jacket show up again later? Yeah, on, on the on girl, the little shithead. Yeah. Yep. yep. And it was also the jacket he was wearing when he was the one that led the walkers into the back of the truck. Yeah, yes, he was riding he his bike bicycle around. ride. Yep. He, well, he was the clown. He was the clown prince. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely my hit, and then uh, that was pretty much the thing that set nick up to die so um all right kim kim what about your hit mine is just um the relationship between morgan and nick i was 
happy to explore that a little bit more and to dive deeper into the the correlations between the two characters and and I really felt like they were kind of kindred spirits in a way so the hit is kind of bittersweet yeah yeah oh I agree I agree um I, my my hit is the same Kim about that you know I just really really was thinking how great that that relationship was going to be between those two guys and then bam it's gone it's over yeah um i do have one honorable mention though okay again they've done a really really nice job with camera angles and so forth in this show the the one we saw it on the ad a million times but the image of that truck going off the road was right. fantastic when it plowed into the walkers and went down the hill that was really cool. And also, I thought a neat shot was when, uh, after Morgan and Nick had had their fight in the van, and Morgan's looking out of the van, and it's at that weird angle, and you see just this one walker coming towards him. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, that was a really cool scene. That was cool. And, and back to uh, a thing that you had brought up in one of the previous episodes where they keep changing the opening scene. Yeah. The opening scene to this one was the blue flowers. Yes, yeah. the bluebells. Like, exactly. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're doing a really cool job with that. It's nice, nice, uh, nice work. Stu, how about your miss? My miss is that they did not chase down Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh. That killed me. I was like, come on, go get her. Yeah, but don't you think they were more concerned about what was happening with Nick than they were oh, with yes. chasing down someone, Charlie? I mean, freaking Strand could have go chase after her. Somebody, well, they had enough people. They had enough people taking care of Nick at that time. Yes, they're right. all distraught, but... The girl just shot Nick. So, well, the thing to remember though is that she's a little girl and now she's off on her own mm-hmm. because her caretaker is now gone. Yeah, and but they, we don't know if their their community's still around there though. Well, they, I'm sure they are, like but they're they not are. that close. So I think that there's going to be more with that. They're girl. probably going to find her. Yeah, there's going to be more with that girl. You know, actually, Kim, I I wonder if they are pretty close. Uh, the only reason I say that is that was their storage facility for a lot of the stuff that they've stolen. Mm-hmm. You don't usually tend to get too far away from where your stuff is. Yeah, but you also tend to stash it in different locations. Well, that's true. So that people can't find you. Who knows? Who knows? Kim, your miss? Yeah, I I mean, besides the fact that now the relationship between Morgan and Nick is kaput and we won't be able to see that happen and to flourish the way I was hoping it would, um, I really don't have a miss. I think that the... The walkers were pretty awesome in this episode, and I think the storyline was solid, so I don't, I don't really have a, a miss. Yeah, I, my miss is actually a lot like what we've already said. I mean, I, I really feel like it's, uh, it's a shame not to see uh, Nick and, and Morgan playing off of each other more. Um, I think those could have been some really fun scenes to watch and so forth, but... Uh, mm-hmm. But you know we've already we've already gone over that a good bit. I do think that the episode was great, and um, I do think that uh, it was interesting that there wasn't necessarily a whole lot of action in this episode, but it didn't seem to linger too much. No, it seemed to move along at a really good pace, so that was nice. No, it did, it did. So what else got a burr up your butt, Stu? <laughs> oh, many a thing got a burr up my butt. No, the <laughs> my my other miss was finding out that. The reason behind the fact that Nick is going is that he wanted to leave the show. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah, that kills it for me. That the story was driven by the fact that the character just wanted, or that the actor just wanted to leave the show. Yeah, and I think you know I got to say to Frank Delane, I I don't know maybe he's getting his heads a little bit bigger than it should be because you know you did three seasons on a television show. Um, yeah, I don't think you're going to be swimming in movie roles. And in an interview I read. He, you know, he doesn't even have anything next. He's just kind of going to take some time Exploring. off. Exploring. Yeah, whatever. Well, I've always thought that he was a bit big in the britches for this show. Yeah, yeah. Because he's never been to any of the fan conventions. He's never been on The Talking Dead. He's just kind of distanced himself away from the entire thing mm-hmm. as if this was something he had to do. This show was something he had to do. Right. But... He didn't want to. He didn't want to get too involved, you know. Yeah, and it sounds like he wasn't always thrilled with some of the choices they made with his character either. Yeah. Um, maybe he didn't which, have as much creative control over the character as he wanted to. Which is fine. I mean, there's. You know, I mean, there's actors. I mean, on a personal level, 
that's fine. If you don't want to get involved with all that stuff, that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's been a great actor. He's been a great uh, a great character in the show. But the fact that they have to kill him off, the whole storyline is driven by the fact that he just wants to leave the show. I think is mm-hmm. is a really weak way to kill the character off. I mean, what what are you gonna do? The guy mm-hmm. wants to leave, so I mean, there's really no choice. You got to get rid of it. But it's just to me that that sucks. That, yeah. that that's the, the way it had to happen. Yeah. Especially after you do get such a a great uh, build up in mm-hmm. this episode, which really the build up was made so that it could shock you at the end. Right. Yeah. You know, right. Without like, a doubt. Uh, so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got to say, I was shocked he died. I I was, I was not too. in any way expecting that. And I kept thinking, even after he got shot, that he was going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I kept thinking gonna, it was a dream scene. Or, or they're, oh, we're going to they're, they're right here. Gonna yeah. haul him off somewhere, and Sadiq from The Walking Dead was going to show up all of a sudden. <laughs> exactly. He'd been following Maury yep. the entire time. Uh-huh. Exactly. With no medical bag at all. <laughs> no. no medical bag. Somehow he has, yeah, he's got like a pen and he's, stabs in his neck, and he's like, he's gonna see you all later. Going to use a bobby pin and some tape, and he's going to get them all fixed up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, when he finally died, I was kind of like, oh, oh shit, he actually yeah. did die. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, Which again is why when, when we, we talk at the starting of the episode that Maddie's gone. Mm-hmm. Really? Could they do that to you? They could. Yeah. They could. They totally could. They're definitely taking it in a completely different direction. And you know, and that's the other thing too, in the, in some of the interviews I read for, uh, with Frank Delane is it does sound like he, he was not happy about the new showrunners coming on. Don't get me wrong. He was very complimentary of them, mm-hmm. but he may not have been real thrilled with the direction the show was going on. And that just gave him an excuse to jump well, ship. If that's the case, then he deserves to get off the show. Oh, sour grapes. No, I mean, season one and season two were not very stellar at all. But, yeah, I mean, he's very proud of season one. I know it is. If you put as much as you did and with the rest of the cast and you think you've created what you've created and are proud of it, to have someone come in and all of a sudden start wiping the slate clean, Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. think would be, yeah, what what did we do? Mm -hmm. I'd take offense at that as well. I mean, it might not be the greatest thing in the world but you can't just come in and like completely change the entire landscape yeah and i think they also i think you know i mean i'm of course reading between the lines but it almost you know the way he brings up about bringing lenny james onto the show i'm almost wondering if he's thinking why do we need to have a walking dead person on our show now i could see that because that that is kind of like (laughs) That's kind of like being in a friendship group and somebody says, oh, we're going to bring blah, blah, blah in because they're super uh, popular and we don't need you in the group anymore. I'd be like, screw you, asshole. The hell is a friendship group? I was going to say, I don't, I don't have <laughs> like, any friendship groups. Elementary school. Like, oh, think back. Uh, oh, maybe great. It's a girl nope. thing. Just what I need. Yeah. More I think friends. That was a girl thing. I think that was a girl, girl thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we couldn't give a shit. Um, anyway. So, uh, hey, Kim, I bet you we have a lot of listener comments. We have a ton, and I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you to all the listeners, because we are getting so many comments lately. It's pretty amazing. You guys are definitely dialed in. So, at CutePoison10 said, I love this episode. It was very emotional at the end. Love the truck and the new cast members. Fan Mom said, I'm still processing devastating episode with a breaking heart <laughs> mm. mama sarah said love the episode bawled my eyes out at the end mm. Mm. yeah yep. not, not with you there not kim no. cold-hearted bitch seriously <laughs> i was uh, you know what i i actually i was gonna use that clip at the start of this our, our podcast and um which we may still, so don't hold me against that, but I was going to replace it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was listening to it again, and I was like, oh, man, that is, that's it's, an awful scene. Because it, it was so extended when he's dying. Yeah. You hear him gasping, and she is screaming, crying yeah. the entire time. I mean, yeah, it was sad, but I'm not oh, torn God. up about you, it. Wait, you've fallen apart with over the smallest shit on some of I these know, shows. Seriously. And then you, and this one... The main character gets killed, and you're just kind of like, well, you know, hey, it happens. He stubbed his toe, got shot in there. 
We'll see what happens next week. His hair is still not clean. <laughs> it, it isn't. <laughs> and now it's bloody. Mm. And now it's bleach. We want a, a clean Frank. <laughs> All right. Cash Cooper, our friend Cash, said, I continue to hate the kids of The Walking Dead, except Carl, of course. Sad about the loss, but it's good to be reminded that lives are at stake. Also wondering where Madison is. Yep, I think we all are. Seth Tillman said, hashtag holy shit, never saw that coming. <laughs> hate that hashtag Frank Delane wanted to leave, but it was a great send-off, and I still can't figure out what's going on with hashtag Madison. Dead? Where is she? Great season so far. Yeah, I think a lot of people are asking about Madison. You guys, yep. I think you guys are on. They're all one over point it. on that one a little bit more than I am. Here we go <laughs> off uh, bon- off of uh, Twitter said uh, bonjour. Uh, it's tricky but good. I like a good book. Amazing for sure. Nice. That must be our French friend. Yes. Mark Lavarnway said. I applaud the bossy move made in this episode. The season is badass. I think it's mainly because of Texas, though. (laughs) So Morgan was the cheesemaker this time, was steering Nick down the path with reading The Art of Peace. This is going to mess with Morgan big time. Another failure, I'm sure, will be his viewpoint. Um, Emmeline Veltkamp said, What the heck? Why would they do that? The only character (laughs) that's been enjoyable all four seasons. How dare they do us like that? The vultures might be villains, but their El Camino makes me drool. I agree. <laughs> yeah. that, that El Camino is pretty badass. Pam Moore said, OMG, shocker. <laughs> Joe Johnson said, Charlie needs to die. Hashtag oh, yes. snake. <laughs> I agree. Totally. Yeah, we'll oh, see what's going to happen with that one. <laughs> She's a worm. Uh, I mean, it, yes, it's a little girl, but come on. <laughs> She's done them wrong Three times three so far. Times. Three times so far. Yep. Three strikes yep. her out. Mm. Yeah, dead. that scene when she comes walking out with the radio in her hand. Uh, I, I was just like, like oh, that's just too snide. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was wrong. That was very wrong. Paige Vaughn said, so sad to see Nick go. I didn't see that coming at all. I know Frank wanted out, but I'm bummed because I think Nick was one of the more interesting characters. And I like the parallel they were making between Morgan and him. I'm 95% convinced Madison is dead in the present time, <laughs> especially based on Alicia's reaction to losing Nick. I'm loving John's character more and more each episode, and I'm curious to see where the group goes from here. Yep, yep, I agree. I think, I think uh, Paige is on point on all those. Um, Kim, do we have any news? There was an interview with Frank Delane about his character leaving the show, and... Scott, you kind of pointed out the fact that um, he he wanted to go on and, and search for other opportunities and things like that. But there's also the fact that he was just homesick, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing he says, right? Yeah, he misses Europe. He misses a lot. Europe. I know, mm, so okay. sad. So he mm-hmm. every time he came over here, he was like, "Boohoo." He's not um, going to miss Europe when he goes back over there, and he's not drawing a paycheck anymore. Well, he might come. Something might happen. Since he's been on this show. The only thing I saw him on is he was on some uh, Chris Hemsworth movie um, about Thor? sea captains from like the 1800s or something. He played like the houseboy. <laughs> no way. That was before this, though, right? I think it was just maybe like a year or two ago. Oh, uh, well, that was probably still filmed right at the beginning of this series. Whatever. <laughs> um, but they, the reporter asked about the timing of his departure. And he said because Morgan was coming over from The Walking Dead and because they were doing the showrunner switch-up that he thought it was a good time for him to bow out, basically, and move on. So, I mean, I guess he'd been thinking about it for a while. Sounds like and it. And he said he didn't have any new ideas for Nick and didn't think, couldn't think of really new, any new storylines for him either. There was so much to do that Nick could be doing going forward with Morgan. I mean, the, the yeah. development of that character. Well, I don't think he gave it enough time to think about what could have happened with Morgan. I just, I just think he used that as an excuse. Well, well, I, think, I think he is starring in the new um, Pirates of the Caribbean, number uh, five, number fifteen. Yeah, something like that. So I think, yeah, he's gonna be starring in that. He's in, got that coming up. Does he? Yeah. Right. 
Um, and so they also asked him if we would see any more of him since they're doing the past and the present yes. mm-hmm. storyline. And he confirmed that, yes, we will be seeing him mm-hmm. again. Uh, Fill in any other Johnny Depp joke you might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is right. he going to start selling cologne by digging holes in the desert now? Ooh, <laughs> I don't want to even touch that one. <laughs> Someone will get that reference. <laughs> Okay. Uh, From The Walking Dead, Pollyanna McIntosh, who plays Jadis, has Mm. a new movie coming out that's getting ready to appear at the Cannes Film Festival. And you, Scott, might have heard of this book, but it's called Darlin'. Darlin'. And it was written with um, Jack Ketchum. Hmm. Hmm. I know Jack Ketchum. He just died, actually. Oh, he did? Yeah, just a month ago. Oh, wow. Well, he's the executive producer of this movie. He was the executive he producer. He was. <laughs> yeah, and he wrote a novel about this story. Darling. And then they turned it into a movie. Oh, very cool. I'm, I'm guessing it's Southern. I don't know. He had he had one story, I think, called The Girl Next Door. Maybe that has... Maybe that's... The Girl uh, Next Door? Mm-hmm. As in the one about the little girl who became a zombie? There's like 15 books called The Girl Next Door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a pretty well, common This one is title. based off the story The Woman. Do you know that one? Oh, The Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know that. Okay. Actually, I actually got a signed edition of that book. Okay, well, this is the sequel to that. Okay. Okay. Apparently. Makes sense. So she's also, she's directing it, but she's also starring in it. She was in the original movie, and mm. so she's reprising her role in this one. And it's supposed to be super awesome, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a little girl who's found at a Catholic hospital. She's a, a teenager when she's found at this hospital, and she's, like, very disheveled and dirty and kind of a wild, feral uh-huh. child. Yeah. And she's sent off to a rehab center to to be cleansed, I guess you could say. Um, but she there's someone else who has been helping her along the way, and this story is about that secret life. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a, it, the story is is about um, it's about uh, women's empowerment and revenge. That's okay. where that's where that comes. I know that's what woman was about, and goes on from there. Yeah, so it sounds pretty cool. I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's not anything to do with like that other movie where the girls found in the woods in West Virginia. You know, I'm the talking piano. No, no, not the piano. The one, the <laughs> the woman, the actress from the. Silence of the Lambs. Oh yeah, I know. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Chick- chickapee, yes. Chickapee, chickapee, Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I so want to end this conversation now. <laughs> Chicken die die. <laughs> you're an idiot. You are an idiot. She has her own language. Yeah, she does. Mm. Okay. <laughs> the last little bit of news is that filming started this week on season nine of The Walking Dead, and they have already released some pictures from the set, and it looks like Greg Nicotero is once again filming the premiere, but for people of comic book fans, I guess, mm. so this is a bit spoilery, not too much really, but if you don't want to hear it, don't. But there, in the background, there is a water tower at Hilltop in the picture. Yes. And so that indicates that there should probably be a little bit of a time jump. Okay. Oh, you'd think that guy's like building stuff that yeah. worked from the book that they were given? Yes. I think so. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, interesting. So okay. uh, some people are speculating that maybe they're not going to time jump as much as they do in the comic so that they can keep the storylines kind of close to where fear is in case right. Morgan needs to come back or somebody else crosses over or mm. whatever. Or yeah, maybe they'll have total war between the two shows. Oh, stop. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be <laughs> sweet. Um, yeah. So how much did they, did they time jump a lot in the comic? Yes, by several okay. years. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Uh, next week on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 4, Buried. Al's questioning uncovers some surprising truths about the group's past. John Dory receives unexpected news. Ooh, we found Laura. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she's in the bog. Oh. oh. Well, wouldn't it be cool if 
they're watching these videos and all of a sudden, hey, there's Laura. Yeah, yeah, they're having a movie mm-hmm. night. Yep. Let's see what <laughs> happened in the bog. Okay, so if you guys have any comments or if you want to send in a little thing about what you're drinking while you're listening to our podcast, if it's the middle of the day, please don't drink and drive. If it's at night, don't drink and drive. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do. I mean, a lot of people listen to our shows while they're um, coming home from work. <laughs> while they're drinking and driving? While they're drinking and driving. Don't do that. <laughs> but if you want to act, have us actually play your voice on the podcast, there mm-hmm. is a recording feature on your phone. If you have a smartphone, just record it on that, and then you can email the clip to us. And then we can put it right into the podcast. That yeah. would be easy. And if you're uh, drinking while using uh, power equipment or um, any heavy machinery... Tell us what you're using. And how it turned out. Yeah. <laughs> what the project looked like when you were finished. Yeah. Or what limbs you lost. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We want to make Any sure everybody's time. okay. Everybody's okay. Seriously. Yeah. Everybody's okay. And entertained. Yeah. Yes. Nice. So, you can send all of that to us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Oh, it's chickadee. Chickadee day day. You guys are idiots. I swear. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.